Ben Charrington operated without a finish line, without a visible, maybe not even an intangible finish line in his head for the better part of four years. And now it's right there, and he's talking about it like it's been there all along. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Charrington met with reporters at PNC Park yesterday. Uh, Nothing fancy, no announcement, just a chance to get together once the long season is over and Talk about stuff. Just get it all out. And plus, if there are individual interview requests, and there were, you have a chance to get them all out of the way in one sitting. What he talked about didn't generate much in the way of headlines. Why? Because he'd already done that a couple weeks earlier with his declaration that 2024 is a year in which gasp management is going to take the season seriously. And now it was more a matter of little individual cleanup things. Uh, They're going to be talking to Andrew McCutcheon soon. Yes, he'd like to go add starting pitching, blah, blah, blah. This struck me more than anything. Certainly not satisfied. We have more improvement we need to make. Uh, And I would say across the board, you know, there's no particular area. Uh, We need to keep getting better. And uh, as the work shifts from in-season to off-season, the focus of that getting better shifts a little bit too. And, um, you know, it starts with me and and doing my job really well uh, this off-season to find ways to make the roster better, um, continue to put us in a position to be stronger going into spring training. um, And and our focus will be the same. Uh, Continue to improvement, take another step. Um, I believe if... You know, I do my job well, and we all do our jobs well, including the players. Uh, this offseason, we can do that. Um, so, um, yeah, progress made. Not satisfied. That's the GM taking ownership. I like that. I have not heard much of this from him before. Being more specific, that's the GM taking ownership of an actual big league season as opposed to you know, the nebulous, we need to get better. We saw progress in Greensboro or Bradenton or wherever. This was what the actual job is supposed to principally entail, which is success or failure in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I will give credit to an extent for this finally taking place. Now, if you're listening to this and you think, well, what did you expect, dude? He wasn't going to do this overnight. Why shouldn't he have focused more on the miners and the prospects and everything else while building along the way? And I'll acknowledge, obviously, that was the way to go for the first couple of years, even the third year. But what had me all weirded out for the better part of the 2023 season was what happened in April and then what management's response was to it, which was nothing, which was zero. That was indefensible. And I don't know if that's something that may be sunk in with Charrington over the course of these past few months. I don't know if it's something 
that he realized could have been, should have been handled differently, given the fact that after April, the team sunk into being the worst team in baseball for a couple of months and then played over 500 ball for the better part of the final three. What really needed to happen there? What really needed to happen? I'll posit that it was the general manager that needed to take action at the time. In April, when O'Neill Cruz went down, when it was clear that the team was 12 games over 500, all you got to do when you're 12 games over 500, my friends, is play 500 ball the rest of the way and you're in the playoffs. That's it. You're in comfortably, actually. It's not even close. And you're telling me that you had absolutely no pathway to getting that done by just sitting there and watching it. And even yesterday, some of the words that Charrington used to describe the season were, well, we we saw that we weren't ready. No, no, don't do that. Don't say that the season showed us who we are. That was another one. No, no, you were showing that. You made no effort to replace Cruz's offense. And I understand you can't replace Cruz, but you can make an attempt to replace his offense. When you started losing all these pitchers, the Tommy John surgeries, the Vinny Velasquez and so forth, JT Brubaker, Mike Burrows, I'm probably forgetting half of them at this point with all the Tommy Johns that happened. Where were the reinforcements? Osvaldo Beto? That had to take place. That had to take place, and it didn't. Why? Because it wasn't in the script. It wasn't the way everyone had expected or projected or data analyzed in advance. And that's no good. That's no good. That's indefensible, inexcusable. A third time, just for a hat trick, indefensible, inexcusable. You let a calendar year elapse in which two teams in the National League made the playoffs with 84 wins. Now, does that mean the Pirates were going to win the World Series if they sneaked into the playoffs with 84 wins? No, but they would have been in the playoffs, and a lot of good would come from that. A lot of good. There would have been more faith from top to bottom in the organization in what's happening. There would have been more momentum. There would have been more conviction in the instruction that's being doled out. There would have been more money. There would have been a lot more money. Nothing. It just it just didn't register until maybe well after the fact. Maybe that's what we're hearing right now. Maybe. Maybe. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park.
Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Alan, who says, DK, great podcast on Tuesday. You're right about increasing payroll to $100 million, which would help their chances. What if the Pirates raided the Rays organization and added those people to help that goal since they do it with less money? Alan, every team in baseball and every team's fans, in turn, in baseball, talk about raiding the Rays organization because the people in the Tampa Bay front office do it better than everybody else. They've got a model that's better than everyone else's, but they also acquire and develop talent better than everyone else. So they've got every box checked that you'd want as far as building and then crafting a winning roster, a winning organization, a pool of prospects so deep that they pretty much embarrass everybody along the way. Why can't you just go in there and get their guys? You should hear what the fans in New York say about this because they see the Yankees and Mets as having this limitless pool of money. Just go and outbid them. I don't have that answer. I don't know what the Rays do to keep their people. I'm sure they pay them very well. I'm sure they sign them to longer-term contracts the same way that they like to sign their younger players to longer-term contracts. Lock them up. Make sure they don't go anywhere. But I'll bet everybody's got a price in some capacity. One of the more common misconceptions that I hear expressed about the Pirates is that they're cheap and they, well, no, they are cheap. Let me rephrase that, is that they're cheap specifically when it comes to the hiring of instructors, the hiring of scouts and evaluators, and they're not. They're not. Uh, They're a little bit cheap, but they're not egregiously cheap, and they're not cheap to the extent where you would look at Oscar Marine and Andy Haynes and say, oh, yeah, they just signed those guys because they cost nothing. And they're keeping those guys because they cost nothing. To me, for all the legit criticisms that there are to levy against Bob Nutting, the one that really doesn't stick is that this guy paid $17 million cumulatively, $17 million to make Frank Coonley, Neil Huntington, Kyle Stark, and Clint Hurdle go away. That's a lot of money to go away. And by comparison, putting up another year on a Marine contract or a Haynes contract, no. No, that's that's not a factor in this at all. Also, another thing to remember is that almost every coach, not necessarily the the pitching coaches and hitting coaches, but the the rest of them 
Almost all of them operate on one-year contracts. It is a tough life, my friends, that those guys lead. They hold their breath every September, wondering where they're going to be or if they're even going to be employed the following season. But raiding the Rays? Yeah, good luck. No one's cracked that code yet. Not what the Rays are doing and not how to steal their people. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 